You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV Originals podcast. I'm your host today, Chris. I'm joined by Steve, by Chloe, and by Dan. For this one, go and check out everybody's socials at Steve, at Chloe Bloxham, at Dan underscore club, and myself on Twitter at Mr. Blood Red. Uh, we're going to be talking about Liverpool's defeat at the hands of Mikel Arteta's Arsenal side. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the title race in general um, and a few other bits of business, including, apparently, uh, breaking news, Liverpool will be opening the Annie Road end fully mm-hmm. uh, for the next game, breaking a club record for attendance. Uh, before we get into it today, um, thank you everybody who's bought tickets to our live show in Liverpool. Uh, we've sold out 750 of you will be coming to the live show, the celebration of Jürgen Klopp, the day before the last home game of the season. Um, and selling out um, at, in Liverpool is like the greatest thing ever. Like that's just absolutely super. And we genuinely, our minds are completely blown and it has been uh, all weekend, sold out in 48 hours. Thank you to everybody who's joined. Uh, but we will be touring in Belfast on the 24th of March. We will be touring in Dublin on the 25th of March and London in the Indigo at the O2 on Wednesday, the 24th of April. So if you want to get the Dublin and the Belfast tickets, then go to ticketmaster.ie, search the Redmen TV. And if you want to get tickets to uh, us at the Indigo by the Two. That's the 24th of April. And you can go to axs.com, search the Redmen TV. Uh, Keo will be joining us uh, for both of the Ireland and Northern Ireland shows. Andy will be joining us in London. He is absolutely superb belting out the songs. Uh, we're going to get into it then. Um, Chloe, you were at the game yesterday for better or for worse? For worse? It was diabolical. <laughs> Um, I'm quite glad. I, you know what? I went last season uh, and I kind of forgot what it felt like to lose a game away from home and have that long, long journey back. But yeah, um, I got to feel it once again uh, yesterday and I do not want to feel it again for the rest of the season, please. No, um, it wasn't very good. Obviously, I was with Dan. We were watching the game in here yesterday, Steve. Um, yeah. We found out this morning that you watched it with a mate of yours uh, who've lo- we've lost the last two games we've yeah, lost it together so yeah. that won't be happening again yeah that's a jinx that's done for now uh, we've lost two games this season and watched both of them together um, three because there's a Europa League game in there as well uh, yeah, that, that's why what. would you do that? Yeah, well, well it's not happening more is it? so yeah it's, it's my fault for having a day off um, it's yeah Chloe's right it's weird like knowing how to react to a loss because we haven't had to do it and even we've had one other one in the league and 
that one you could explain away quite easily with a, a VAR decision and VAR decision rather than two red cards. You can you can kind of square that one. This was the first time really where Liverpool lost, probably deserved to lose, didn't really turn up and didn't get out of the game. There's been games this year where we haven't properly turned up and still won or got a point. Yesterday, it's a bit like the results. You got you got the result the performance deserved, albeit the goals were all a bit spawny. You know, I mean, like Arsenal didn't rip Liverpool open and and, and and score three class goals, but you're half. You know, you deserve that bad look. If that makes sense because you make your own look. And Liverpool did nothing to make any look whatsoever. Really, they they were they, they were flat and they were poor. Yeah, they were then, weren't they? And, yeah. and and you know, Steve just mentioned it there, but Arsenal were unfortunately the better side yesterday. Yeah, by far and away, to be honest with you. Liverpool, we never got going whatsoever. I mean, there's a, a five, potentially a ten minute spell in the second half, sort of just after we got the goal, albeit broken by the half-time interval, of course, whereby we looked okay and you thought, okay, this is better. Maybe we can get a foothold in the game if we can carry on from there. That gives us something to build from, but it never materialised into anything. Liverpool were second best from start to finish, pretty much, and second best in terms of individual battles across the pitch, in terms of collective battles, and just second balls as well for me. We can, there's obviously loads that went wrong yesterday. Liverpool were nowhere near their A game individually or as a team, and it's depressing it with the quality on the ball, etc., etc. But for me, it was the fundamentals of what was wrong because you can see references there Liverpool haven't been at full tilt a lot this season but you can never really question that desire or the manner in which they turn up but I think for the first time for a while yesterday it probably could because whether it was a lack of energy whether it was one too many games in quick succession going to the well once too often I'm not quite sure but when you don't turn up and you don't turn up at possibly the toughest game we had left up until now it's done you get found out you get found out with Arsenal away if you're not at it and Liverpool were nowhere near at it yesterday I think Chris sorry the quick um, the, it's the first game we've started in the league without Nunes or Salah and I think that that was the one for me is that it was we were we were a very one-paced team both in defence and in attack so McAllister Jones Gravenberg Diaz Jotas uh, Gakpo there's no explosivity in any of those players really they're all really good technical players but there's nobody who can sprint fast or no, nobody powerful and Arsenal had two lads on the wing who were lightning and they had Declan Rice in the middle who's really powerful and for the first time in a long time we've played against an Arsenal team who not not is out physical there's no way but they had better physical attributes usually you know when Wenger side did that to us and then they moved away from that and they started doing you know more Tiki Taka type stuff, and it didn't work against us. We used to bully them. Uh, you know, we'd we'd run rings around them because we were too fast, too strong for them. And yesterday, with the team that yeah, you're gonna have to put out because of the injuries and whatever we had, it felt like it was the other way around. It felt like when when we used to run through Arsenal, get in behind, you know, Mane and Salah killing them on the transitions, and then Fabinho battering and Bobby Firmino battering them. It felt like almost the roles had reversed, and that we were all a bit samey, and they had a little bit more. Oomph, a little bit more physicality to their game. Pulling on that thread, Chloe, you were there in the stadium. How did the atmosphere affect the game? Well, to start with, we obviously knew that their atmosphere was going to be decent, but our end was really, really good for you know the first 10 minutes. And then there was chance after chance after chance, and it felt like Arsenal were just absolutely all over us. They got a crap goal, it's just far too much space. It felt like they were pulling us apart. And our end of the atmosphere, obviously, we were like, what? what? Wake up. We were starting to get more frustrated, more angry, uh, because it, it was just one, two passes, and they were bypassed our midfield. 
field instantly. And it was 1v1s on our defence every single time. Um, and their atmosphere started to get better and better. Um, and I, I thought at half-time, I really did, when we got that goal, our away end went mad because we were like, we've been absolutely atrocious for 45 minutes here. How the hell have we got a goal? And then it showed that on the screens, the goal, because we couldn't actually tell what had happened. We just saw the ball eventually go over the line. It was the other end to us. And it shows it on us on the screen. And our fans are laughing and their fans are like, like fuming. And I thought... Liverpool come out the second half all of us are talking and we're going we come out that second half we get right at them this crowd's just being stunned we need to really attack them and just get after them they're going to be deflated after that and they were we were quite good the first five ten minutes and then the subs happened and I thought to myself no this isn't the time to do as many subs or those exact subs for me I, I could totally understand Nunes um I, I, I'm hoping that Trent was he had to come off because for me I'd, I'd have gave him another 15 their sports si- their sports science sub- doctor sub them. Yeah, he made, he made okay. them subs I reckon on Saturday afternoon yeah. I reckon okay. someone someone's someone told, else told him to make so, the subs someone's told him yeah. someone said to him Trent can do an hour and yeah. Robbo and Nunes have got half an hour in them so, they, that's one because there's no you're right they made, they made very little it's sense. important to remember that as well Completely when we have these conversations though yeah. Yeah. yeah but the um, fact that Trent didn't play any minutes with Nunes is baffling yeah, because yeah. he was starting to <laughs> like why? Yeah, 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 he was putting it? really good balls in the box the last, you know, in in that spell as well. But there was no one to get on the end of them, um, and you feel like Nunes could have been that player. Yeah, there was one where Gakpo nearly got on the end of it in the first half, wasn't it? Because the, the use of Trent yesterday, we discussed it yesterday, Man. was really interesting because he was a he was essentially a flying fullback again, like he used to be. He wasn't doing much of the inverting stuff, so that was interesting. I tend to agree with you, Chloe, and I do wonder, and I raised this yesterday, whether the goal before half time meant the Klopp didn't make changes at the break. Maybe he thought, okay, we can go again. It just about changed the message ever so slightly, but we were in the ascendancy. It felt like when he made the changes, and then we lost all of that immediately after. It, so it was a very odd time to me and I wonder whether he could have given it another five, ten minutes and saying, okay, this is going okay, let's just leave it. But, but the then changes... to back the manager up here, every time he's made changes this season, pretty much it's worked. Yeah, and he's been doing these 60 minutes subs, change three, three and all that type of stuff. The, the one you would probably have a better argument with is actually the changes against Chelsea didn't really help us for the first mm-hmm. five minutes, we conceded, but then we got a grip on that game, even with the changes and he got into it and we, and we you know, got further, got better as the game went on. But sticking on the Trent stuff then, um, Dan, obviously it was Gomez that was inverting mm. and Trent playing the, the f- fullback. It didn't surprise Arsenal, did it? No, not at all. No, not at all. I wonder whether Klopp thought it might because obviously when Trent comes back into the team, you almost automatically, I certainly automatically expected him to be the one sort of popping into those midfield areas because how dangerous a weapon he can be from there. But he stuck to being pretty much a right back, an attacking right back, albeit. But it didn't shock Arsenal at all. They were very well versed in that being a possibility. And Joe Gomez had, he's been absolutely exceptional late, but he was among the many that were really off it yesterday, I felt. It didn't work in the slightest. And I don't think we adapted quickly enough to it either. There's moments whereby Trent and Gomez were popping up in there. I don't think we really sort of worked out that Arsenal were just getting the better of that time and time again and changing the way we're going about it because of that. Because you're right on Klopp subs. More often than not this season, they've worked and they've made us a better team for it. And the way he sort of implemented tactical changes in-game, there was not a lot of that yesterday and it was quite disappointing. I wondered at one point, like Pep Linders and Klopp were in conversation, a lot of they were talking about Gomez. I thought we might change it early doors, but we didn't and we never managed to get a foothold because of it. Well, you could see Landers, and you won't have seen this, I don't think, Chloe, but see, you might have... 
was he was literally they were talking and then he was going Joey 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 and then he was sort of doing that and but nothing seemed to change did it it just carried on and that we we played into their strength a lot of the time yesterday and Arsenal's strength as you mentioned before so he was those players in the middle of the park Jorginho was excellent yeah. um, Declan Rice was excellent and Odegaard was finding space. I think you can include Havertz as well. I think he played in midfield really. I know he was normally up front, but it was a box midfield. And I think that's after the reason why Trent stayed out wide because Havertz was kind of in that space anyway. So there was nowhere mm. for Trent to go in. He'd have just been going into Havertz. He, he was better off staying wide. But it's. I, uh, yeah, listen, we were, we're top of the league. It's, it's one bad result. You don't want to throw the your babies out with bathwater. I think the manager got his team wrong and I think he got his subs wrong. And that's fine. It can happen. It's a bad day. And everyone played like. Crap. And, and everyone was crap. And even. Not even the. The, the, the team itself like people in certain positions so I get why Trent might have won the step wide but still I'd rather him have gone in there than Joe Gomez just just in, just obviously I don't know why Gakpo's playing right wing when Jota should for me Jota and Diaz could do that better Gakpo's not a winger he, on the right maybe maybe left but even then I don't know about that so his hands were tied by you know I'm guessing the injuries to, to Nunes and obviously Sobosla which, which really did hurt us but I thought Joss has been fantastic off the right and off the left, really. And sticking him up front, you kind of take him out the game because he's. How do you have the ball? It's hard, It's really tough, tough to get on the ball when he's got Saliba and Gabriel to deal with you. I would, I'd rather have Jota on Zinchenko. Zinchenko struggles against Liverpool, he always has. He's had, and he got hooked again at half time. You still don't know if he was injured or it was a, a change, but I, I just, it didn't quite, it didn't ever really feel like it was fitting. And I agree with kind of what Dan says there. I do wonder if we hadn't nicked that goal, which was, listen, it was the sportiest goal. Yeah, it's ironic that it's an handball against the Arsenal like the helps us this time because we, we didn't at Anfield but it, it, it made me think you know what I was going to do so but now I'll, I'll give it five because, because we're back in the game um, I don't know but it's weird because I know the title shows like is it, the title race blown back open like I wasn't massively impressed with Arsenal as a goal threat and that's that's the real disappointment for me is that we we should have got out of there with a one all and just being sat here saying we got away with one there you know, if they had if they had Ivan Tony or if they had, you know, a striker, they'd be they'd be flying. That's what we should be saying here. But because we gift them the goal, we're sat here with a three-one loss. Because yeah, but I think that's really like no disrespect. Yeah, I think just fucking lazy punditry. That no, no. What, what I'm, no sorry, what, in terms of what the narrative is, not what you're saying. The narrative that Arsenal is shit because they haven't got a forward. Their pressing is fucking shit. No, no, I don't think the shit. Sorry. And if you put Ivan Tony in there, are they as good a pressing side? Yeah, well, but, no, yeah, yeah, they can score more goals, but are they a good side? It just seems like that's just the narrative that people have just picked up on and just gone with. No, I, I think it's hard because I, I think what we'd be saying is they do lack a goal threat. Like Martinelli and Saka both—they both scored yesterday, but it's like I don't know. I, I never felt like they were going to score. This is Arsenal side, by the way, and I've not checked it. I think they've only scored about three or four goals less than us. I know, and we're we're the top scorers in the league. No, no, like, I, so this again goal threat, yada yada yada. They score loads of goals. I see. I, I never. I didn't feel like we were in danger of them scoring. And honestly, again, it's different. You were in the stadium. You guys watched. I was. I was in the house, and I felt like they were. Get, I felt like they were getting on top, but Allison wasn't having to make a save. They were. Because Saka missed it. They were. They were. They were. All right. They've scored five less than us. Yeah, they were. To be fair, they were getting close, and then this is what Arsenal have been for a while, not quite finishing it off a little bit. And I'm not just saying the uh, striker thing, but like Martinelli and Saka have not been in good goal scoring form, generally speaking, uh, compared, especially compared to last season when they were both absolutely flying. Mm. And I just thought, 
I think if that got again, it's it's all ifs, buts, and maybe's, and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. I felt the longer that game went at one all, we were gonna nick it because we've done we and maybe not so much on the performance because we were shite and we didn't deserve to win it. But I do think it would have played. I think they either got nervous because they know how big a game it was for them, and I think that I think it would have changed this at the end. But unfortunately, our two best players run into each other and they scored them from then on it's it's kind of it's all, it's all falling apart so I, I think we were rubbish but we were very nearly rubbish and getting a point and it'd have been, I think it would have been like an undeserved point but I don't think we're that far off I didn't feel like we they were batting the door down against us to score a goal up until that point when when they when they absolutely flew. Well, you've got to you've got to respect, haven't you, Chloe? That they've got four points against us. Yeah, and yeah. six. And that's yeah. the thing. That's what you need to do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. we talk about it. How many times have you know we've we've lost the point by uh, we we've lost the league by a point twice, and in both of those seasons we've not took at a minimum of four points off Manchester City, and that's what you've got to do. Where you've got to take a minimum of four points off the teams who are in and around you in the title race, but also even four points off your biggest rivals in terms of maybe United, Everton, I'm not including in that because I think Liverpool just should be taking six points off them. Um, but United away from home in Old Trafford's horrible um, and we don't tend to do really, really well there unless Naby Keita's on the mm. pitch. Um, so you, you've got to take them, the, them points and look, they would have gone eight points behind us if we'd won that game yesterday. They'd have been out of this title race for, for all I was concerned, but they're not and they've shown what they can do. And what I will say is I understand what you're saying there because the first 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes of that second half, we got a corner and their fans stood up absolutely raging. Like you could hear the frustration, the anger inside their stadium. And they were, they'd be much the better side for all of 45 minutes aside from this 10 minute period. But they were fuming at the start of the second half. And I just thought to myself, if we can just keep this pressure on, right? Yeah, this crowd's going to go insane. Like they're going to, mm. they're, they're going to be on edge that much. Um, and I just remember we had we had a couple of really good chances. Jota was starting to get back into the game at that point as well. Felt like he'd been completely phased out, and yet he was picking the ball up in space. And I felt like he should have done a couple of passes, to, you know, a little bit earlier. I remember Luis Diaz has one play to him on the right, and it's basically a pass back to the keeper, yeah. and it's yeah. horrific. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, you've got to make the keeper work. Um, and then obviously, like you mentioned them, this the subs. And look, I thought Ryan Gravenberch was awful I'll, like I'm not saying anything else about that but at that moment when Arsenal were under the caution just lobbing balls up into the air I thought to myself keep Ryan Gravenberch on he's just taller for me I, 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 I just trust him a little bit more and Harvey Elliott came on and he tried to inject something and fair play to him because he wanted the ball he didn't hide um, and I, you know I don't think he was horrific I don't think he played as bad as Ryan Gravenberch but in that moment I just thought to myself well, whilst we've got these under the cosh and they're just trying to hoof balls out I want an extra tall person there to get on an edder and, and make it a bit more physically tough even though he got bullied a little bit um, but yeah it, it it is what it is. Look, they've took four points from us. They're back in the title race. Um, and Liverpool need to forget this result and try and move on as quickly as possible. And, that, and, that, and that's the do. point, isn't it? It's early enough in the season that it's recoverable, this. And we're yeah. still top of the league, as we say. We're going to come on to all of those feelings yeah. and, and everything t towards the end of the show when we, do, when we talk about the title race, Dan. But let's talk the first goal, mate, because I think there was a few issues with that first goal for me. Um, I don't know about you, but like... 
Zinchenko coming inside affects Trent's positioning, I think. I think, you know, you can question Virgil van Dijk and what he did in the, in the lead-up to it because mm. Odegaard's on an island and he decides to step near the island but not onto the island and finds himself nowhere, basically. And then, yeah, it's just poor all round. It's just one-touch football for Marshall playing through us quite easily, isn't it? Yeah, easily is the word, quite frankly. I think that will have annoyed... Jurgen Klopp um, because it was with ease they absolutely sighed through us and it was just too straightforward and we mentioned before how Arsenal seemed very much prepared for what Liverpool had to throw at them I don't think we were prepared for that necessarily because we didn't look it anyway and Virgil van Dijk he's obviously the captain he's the leader of that back line in particular and he's supposed to be the one sort of marshalling those around him to make sure that sort of situation doesn't happen obviously it can of course it can good football can undo any football team of course it can but I'm not sure that was the case really it was all a little bit too simplistic for me and when you've got two attackers bearing down on your keeper you know something's gone wrong somewhere along the way hasn't it essentially and Steve mentioned it before in terms of a lack of a lack of pace lack of physicality at the back I mean Canate he embodies pace and physicality normally doesn't he but yesterday it just evaporated from him there's a couple of times where he's trying to keep up with Martinelli on the recovery and couldn't do it and that isn't Ibu Canate so I'm not sure what the case was there maybe he needs a rest more than anyone he's going to get it now of course but yeah in terms of the first goal itself obviously Alisson does well the finish isn't very good but he, he makes that happen by being there by getting out nice and quick which he's excellent at when it comes to one-on-ones Saka does the rest but yeah from a defensive point of view it's it's poor it's weak it's passive and I think obviously relatively early in the game I think really looking back now in hindsight it kind of summed up Liverpool performance because we were that pretty much throughout weren't we other than that five ten minute spell it was all a little bit too easy for Arsenal although Arsenal weren't at their clinical best and they weren't exactly sort of honing shots down time and time again and Alisson it was quite straightforward for them and well, that, that goal summed it up that's it isn't it and, and Steve like Chloe mentioned it before about Gravenberg and I think it's an important conversation that we need to have and it's not just Gravenberg I think there was one midfielder that I thought played well yesterday and his name was Alexis McAllister you know in terms of the eights though Kurt Jones and Gravenberg, they just weren't involved enough, were they? No, I'm surprised Gravenberg started, to be honest. You know, if I'm Javier, I'm fuming when that team comes out. Really, absolutely fuming. I think he starts because he's tall. I think Chloe yeah. mentioned before. I think it's a high thing because Arsenal are really good at set plays and they've got a big team because you add you know, two centre-halves plus Rice plus Havertz as well. They're a big side, I get it. But there's no way I can have the Ryan Gravenberg playing. It looks like his position for Liverpool is left mm. eight. Kurt to be in place where he's almost become Kurt Jones' backup. With Sommerslide being out, I just presume that should be Harvey Elliott's role. He should be the, the right-hand side because the goal comes kind of from there. Um, he's not great without the ball at the moment, Ryan Gravenberch. We've got a problem. He, he, he kind of presses, but he kind of doesn't do anything. He doesn't get in the way enough and he's not really good in the challenge, really. So there's, all, there's, a, there's a little bit of a weakness there. And I was thinking... Jürgen put so much emphasis doesn't you, on, how, on, on time together and training and pre-season we signed this lad on deadline day he didn't get any of the he didn't get any of the camps he didn't get any of the the training camps that Jürgen really drills all this stuff down and it looks like he's finding it a little bit tough in those regards when he's on the ball and he's, he's great in tight spaces he's, he's fantastic and he's got those little bits of quality and he can arrive and goal score because they're more instinctive footy things but I think in terms of his defensive position I think it's poor um at this moment in time, Jones, it was, it, it, again, I thought he was okay without the ball, but with the ball, he, he, we didn't really find him. 
It, it was not, not until he dropped deeper. Yeah, in which case, really it's harder. Yeah, they were, and then kind of like, well, what does it, what, that's kind of negating what he's good at. He, again, he's better in those tight spaces further forward. So yeah, it was just a bit messy. As for the goal, I think Virgil's a stinker. To be honest with you, on that first goal, I think a lot of it can be down to him because you you can't step out there. You just mm. it, you you are taking yourself out the game. You just let him have it. Just say you listen. He's having it. And it's, it's very unlike Van Dijk because we, yeah. if, if anything, Van Dijk gets criticised for not doing that. Mm. Like don't you? If any, it's usually Canate who will go and do that and leave Van Dijk in the one-on-one situation. So I thought Virgil, maybe it was. It felt like it was born out of frustration of the fact that we had another kick. And he's like, right, I'm gonna have to. I'm the captain. I'll go. I'll go and box this off. And he's taking out the game. Listen, I never once thought Kyvers was gonna score that goal ever in a million years. He was just never gonna score. You get half a bit of luck, but you, again, he kind of earns it a little bit. You know, you look down. Your Allison's really unlucky because he, he makes a good save. Saka's first touch is really good as well off the off the rebound. But I think all three of the goals actually Virgil Van Dijk look at himself and go, I wasn't great on any of them, and that's he has been fantastic this season. It's mad because you look at the, the goal we score, their centre-half has a bit of a stinker as well. So, like, two, two probably the two best centre-backs in the league this season both had one at, at the one-all point. But, yeah, it's... it's Liverpool have got a problem at the moment when Soboslai isn't available. I think it has to be Elliot. Yeah. And I, again, he adds so much in terms of getting the ball back for Liverpool, yeah. doesn't he? And, mm. he yeah. and he finds space. And that was the difference for me yesterday. If he was six the foot one, Chris, he'd be playing. He didn't do it yesterday. The reason I, I'm convinced the reason he plays pretty short, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I think that's probably yeah. right as well. To be fair, like I could understand the Gravenberg thing, but we need to have the conversation, Chloe. I mean, he's had 16 starts for us now. He's made 28 appearances in total. He's played 1,396 minutes for us. He scored three goals, got two assists. What type of a player and what game suits Ryan Gravenberg? Because it didn't look like it was yesterday's game. Yeah, it's it's really it's really hard to say because when he first came in and he was you know being integrated into the squad, you looked at him and you thought, my God, this lad's got class. He's got quality on the half turn. If you give him a ball and he knows a lad's coming to him, he's going to turn them inside out and get off. Um, he obviously he gets the assist in his first like Europa League game and then goes off with cramp, which we in that moment when he went down, we were all like, oh my God, no, don't let it be something serious because he was he looked that good. I think he's got a problem with. The pressing and what he's being asked to do. I think that is the problem. I don't. I think he's got loads of quality. I think attacking, he's one of the best on the half turn. Um, and when he's got his back to goal now and, and dragging us up the pitch. But like you said, there, what game needs that? Um, it probably wasn't this game. You need someone who's more defensive who's going to watch the runs. Uh, you, you can't vacate the space. You need to, you know, when to press and how much to press. We always talk about it. And when Darwin Nunes first came in the side, we thought, we don't, he, he doesn't know when to press. He knows when to press now. But for the first couple of games, it was a bit like a lad running around like a headless chicken. And at times, I get that with Ryan Gravenberg. He doesn't quite know when to press and where's the best time. Um, and yeah, look, I, I'm not going to write him off. I'm not going to, sit here and say I don't think he'll be a boss Liverpool player because I genuinely do believe it I think but the, the thing is is uh, sorry to bring it up but Jürgen Klopp's now going so it might be a different system that Ryan Gravenberch is going to next lane and maybe he fits that system better I don't know um, but yeah he got bullied which was, was my problem like when I mentioned there I wanted them to stay on for a little bit I meant I just wanted them to have five more minutes just delay the subs by five more minutes whilst we were on top it was more the fact mm. that we were on top that I didn't want the subs to come in straight away 
Um, but yeah, Harvey Elliott, like you said there, I did think Harvey Elliott would start. I was a little bit surprised by it. And then as the game went on, I just assumed it was because he, he was he, he's, he's a bigger lad and we can get something from set pieces. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to write him off. I think he's a boss no, footballer. I, I think he's a really good squad player as well. But yeah. for, for me at the moment, Dan, he's, he is just a squad player. Yeah, it certainly looks that way, doesn't it? And I echo... still not sure he's put ninety together. No, no. I, don't, I don't think he has. I checked the other day, and he hadn't at that point, and I don't think that's changed, to be honest. Um, so yeah, and listen, we we all know we're well versed in the problems he had last year. Obviously, not playing regular footy and all that sort of stuff, and obviously, Steve referenced they didn't have a proper pre-season. Certainly not at Liverpool as well. So there are sort of mitigating circumstances in amongst all of this, learning a new league, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But ultimately, now he's been here long enough. He's got enough minutes under his belt to to at least sort of understand what's required of him in a year and clock midfield and he doesn't look like he's got that yet and I think it's also not helped by the fact that obviously we've seen what Dom Sabozlai has been capable of and he essentially hit the ground running we haven't quite seen the same with Ryan Gravenberg I think it's fair to say completely get what both people are saying really in terms of his defensive responsibility and where he's lacking right now I think he came through the ranks obviously at Ajax and was, was very much the star boy and very much the star of most of the shows to be honest with you even at a first team level getting the ball watch what he can do with it and that defensive responsibility wasn't really asked of him because Ajax dominate most games they have 60, 70, 80% possession in some cases so it is very front foot and he didn't really need to do a lot of the other work and the problem at Bayern was that he didn't want to take on much of his defensive responsibility so Liverpool is still having to iron that out but again I echo what Chloe said there like in terms of raw talent raw ability he's got absolutely tons of it it's just a little bit of a project footballer for now and I don't know whether Liverpool can afford that certainly not in these types of games and in terms of the starting 11 I was comfortable with it because I really like Ryan Gravenberch but again I don't know whether that's his favoured side and I'm not quite sure how long he can go on by saying that because ultimately left side right side mate you just got to kind of do a job and get on with it but yeah, in hindsight, Elliot, just because Elliot understands what's required, that's it for me. I think, I really like Harvey Elliot as well, but I think Gravenberg might have more strings to his bow, but Elliot gets it. It feels like that like that, that right-hand side is a half-fit Trent Alexander-Arnold, a little bit of an out-of-position Ryan Gravenberg, and an out-of-position Cody Gakpo. Yeah. I mean, it's not a massive surprise that you're not getting much joy over there, really. It, that, I was surprised by the manager's selection of... of Gap on the right for that reason. I thought yeah. I, when I seen the team, I thought of oh, Jota going to play out rather than the right. At least you've got Trent and Jota who, who, who know each other quite well, and then yeah, Gravenberch dipping in and out. I was I was shocked by that. But next week feels like a Ryan Gravenberch game. Burnley at home when you're going to have seventy percent of the ball, and and a lot of it's going to be camped around the edge of their box. That feels perfect for him. Yeah. Those tight spaces, those unlocks. Like he's involved in the goal. Like our yeah. goal, he, he's he's in and around the edge of the box, and he gets involved in it. He looks like. He just yeah without the ball he he offers very you can run off him far too easily and that's a problem I'm not just digging him out by the way because he's clearly got a lot going for him but well, think, he's only 21 years old as well yeah, yes. yeah. and I, I think that sometimes you can forget that because he's but a Curtis Jones Curtis Jones got a, at times like it, it'll take time and it will I don't think the manager did him any favors I think if he, if he's struggling to do it where he usually plays moving him out of position it's not gonna make him any better. Mm. He, he, he struggles on the defensive side playing on the left mm. so fact that, I know it's, I know it's not a bigger change but it's still a change it is a significant thing again I just don't think the manager did many favours he picked him and he'll, he'll have wanted to play but uh, again this isn't just Captain Hines I was thinking at the time that probably it probably should be Elliot if nothing else 
of form alone, like, what's Harry Elliott doing? Well, Elliott just knows the system better. What does he have to do to get a game? Yeah. I, if I'm him, if I'm him, I'm going to, I'm knocking on the manager's door and going, listen, I can, I can understand not playing when Sebastian lies fit. I can get, I can get my head around that. But with all due respect, like, I'm, I've been better than him. Why? I would say that. Like, why? Mm. Why is he in the team ahead of me? Because. What does he offer that I don't offer? Tell me because I'd like to know. You know, I want to be in the team next time. Foot and a half. And that, 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 yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Get, get, get the step ladder out, Harvey. Yeah. That might be the answer. But then, what? I mean, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't, didn't work for us at all. No, what will say, Gavin Bristow, We should really sort of factor in here. It's not through the lack of trying because he gets back. Like he, he does run back. There's a couple of moments yesterday where he was sort of making a couple of blocks and stuff like that. So he does want to do it. It's just not his first nature. It's second nature to him to want to run. But Harvey Elliott had this that one where he he's... covered for Virgil van Dijk. Really? was absolutely yeah. superb. So he area. will do it. It's just like I say, it's almost an afterthought. If we had this for Harvey Elliott, we could have converted him into a midfielder. He didn't get back and help often enough. But all of a sudden he's learn that likewise yeah. with Curtis Jones so it's not, you've got it's to not teach it thing, is it? it's a it's a there's a difference between it's instinct, a suitability yeah, thing it's instinctively doing it and thinking oh shit I've got to do it and then going they, they, they're completely yeah once you're thinking like that you're second behind yeah, exactly. going for in yeah. Premier League footy yeah. Yeah. it was always the same with Shaqiri for me and I've said this loads over the years I watch him he played for us about three seasons and watch him looking over his shoulder to see what he's supposed to be doing I'm like that, that's just not right when Coutinho was the same you know you could, when Coutinho played in midfield he was brilliant obviously but you can, you can all day you just stole on him and see you later yeah. it's gone and so it's he didn't want to do it though, did he, really? yeah, yeah, he didn't, well, yeah, listen yeah. we finished talking about all the good stuff now so Chloe um, I want to know what your reaction to the second goal was like Um, it was a bit like oh <laughs> Oh God! You text saying, oh. "Get me out of here." Yeah, I like did. I'm a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it just it felt like it came out of nowhere. We were on top. The subs happened, and look, it, it, they didn't help us. The, the kind of it, it swung back in Arsenal's favour, but just a long ball, and I'm thinking. Virtual fans, I, I, like, I, it wasn't even if if I would have made the vlog, it wouldn't have been in it because I didn't think that Virgil Van Dyke was in any danger at all. Turns out the ball went <coughs> the back of the net, um, and once again, it's the other side. So all I see is Alison Becker go flying midair, not getting the ball. Virgil getting lobbed that way, and a ball's in the back of the net. It was, it, it just, it, it was ridiculous. And you just thought, lads. I'm sandwiches making mistakes, but could you not do it in the biggest games of the season for the love of God? And especially when it's two of our most world-class, <laughs> most experienced, most brilliant players as well, Dan. You can't have those types of mistakes in the big games. It will define, it could define a season. Yeah, it could do. I mean, ultimately, Liverpool can't let it, can they? But yeah, you're absolutely spot on. Like, the most experienced, the two you'd sort of call upon when times are hard and you're not at your best, you'd look to Alisson and you'd look to Van Dyke to sort of get you out of the shit, not put you deeper into it because it was self inflicted, which is why Steve's point before about Arsenal not necessarily hammering Liverpool's door down was spot on. It was, we shot ourselves in the foot, certainly mm. in this incident. It was more reminiscent of Ozan Kabak and Alisson than anything else, wasn't it, all them years ago? So, yeah. A really frustrating moment for me. Virgil van Dijk has owned it, which is which is good in essence. I think he's done his goalie a favour. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Van Dijk's that. I think it's Van Dijk's. I think, Dijk's I think, I think it's both of them. It's I think he he lets the ball bounce, which is criminal. mad, it's criminal. absolute criminal. Yeah. But also. If Alison Alison doesn't need, well, he doesn't need to be there. Get you out of the way. Alison goes because he's panicked because Van Dijk hasn't dealt with it. I know. Well, I just think if, if he stays, Van Dijk can just nod it back to him. I, I, it's both of them. Both, it's, Van Dijk should have nodded back to him regardless. Yeah, I think yeah. both. I think both of them mess up. I think Alison. Yeah, but, but one leads to the other. That's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Van Dijk messing up leads to Alison messing up. Hundred percent. Van Dijk needs the Van Dijk just clear. needs to not let the ball bounce. Yeah, yeah that's uh, so bad. You taught that from the age of ten, and. 
it's mad because it just, on, the, on the first goal, he's too committed to go and get, win the ball. And then on the second one, it's the exact opposite. He's he's, he's too passive. And it's like, fucking hell, Virgil, pick one. Because <laughs> yeah. if you'd have done the second, if you swapped around, yeah. and we, we wouldn't have conceded. He messes up. I do think, Alisson, I know what you're saying, it'll leave one year to another. I think I, I'm never a fan of goalies rushing out when there's a defender around. It just it can lead to too many problems. You've got to trust that the best centre back in the world is going to box this off, even though he's fucked up the first time. But there's absolutely no intent from Van Dijk to go anywhere near the ball. No, I know it's mad. But I, I, so, I, so at what point does Allison have to go for the ball? Do you think he's closer to the area? Do you think Van Dijk? I think Van Dijk. I pe- personally, I think that Van Dijk thinks the ball's getting into the box before yeah. the striker can get there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and as soon as Allison realizes that's not happening, he has to go with his feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if if you come, I just need you to volley Van Dyke at that point as long as you get the ball. That was the problem. Take Take it. It. Just, just, just clear all three of them out. Yeah, that's yeah. what Jump, I need you to do. Just, just smash them, and you might get away with a yellow because they've got the defender there. I'm never a fan of goalies when there's a the defender rushing back, a goalie rushing out, and I'm never a fan of it. I'd rather him stay and and trust that Van Dyke will eventually deal with it. But it, it, like you said, one mistake led to the other. Letting the ball bounce is just crazy. Can I ask a question then? Here's one that nobody might have considered. I'll go with Dan for this oh, one. What do you think he was attempting to do, Alison? Alison? Yeah. Just welly it down. Do you real. think he was attempting to welly it? Welly it, yeah. I think he was attempting to control it on the outside of his boot. No, he's just trying to welly it. I me. really do, you know. It looks like he's... Uh, once he jumps, it looks like he's trying to flick it around him. A little touch. He just needs to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, think he, I think that's what he's trying to do. It's not the time for that. It's very much not the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The time well, place watch, it, watch it again. Because I, I, I've been the way to watch it again, to be honest. I'm like, he's not leathering that. It kind of clips off Virgil, doesn't it? Like, yeah, that's takes, the problem. That, that's the issue. Yeah, the, it's, 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 listen, you can, you can it's split sure. ears, it's crap by both of them. Yes. And that, that's that's what it is, it's crap by both of them. And in a game of that magnitude as well, you just can't afford it. This is why I, I love Virgil and Dyke, of course, but sometimes you just want that no-nonsense defending, yeah. and that was it. If there's ever time for it, it was that. In that circumstance, when you've been under the cost a little bit, you're not at your best, don't piss them out, because you get hurt. I think it's the thing where you go... It's obviously, it's, it's where... Van Dyke can deal with it, but decides to engage the player. Yeah. And I'm like, why? I think Canate would, would have been You're slowing better. down to back into a player when mm. you could have just walked, you could have just strolled away from it yeah. with the ball if yeah. you give, wanted give to. Give me that Phillips in that situation, let alone Canate. Canate would, have, would have just wouldn't have let it bounce. Virgil, exactly. sometimes he's that good that he he, he, he goes, I'll let that bounce, I'll bring it down, I'll, I'll hold him off on my sounds. And I, listen, he's good enough to do it, he really is, and he's done it time and time again. But... They weren't. They weren't looking like they were going to score. They just. They just wasn't. And it, I wouldn't. I do wonder if Virgil's starting to a bit like Chloe said. You know, we're on top here. Can I get this ball down? Yeah, Can I start it. playing? Can I get us on it? Oh, yeah, and it's 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 a it's a shambles really. And I, know, I it's great captaincy to come out and shoulder the blame. Yeah. it really is. Take the pressure off. He's not, he can't come out and go. Yeah, me and Ali could have done better. Because why would you do that to, to to him? But yeah, it's it's a very it's a very strange decision that for because he's so good in the air. Like it is probably his best attribute, and he's he's got everything. Don't get me wrong. He just he, he, we've seen him head up balls where some people just clearly he, he passes it with his head. Mm. Like he could have done that. Like there's a million different options. I'd love to know because he says like I should have dealt with it. But I'd love to know what he what he what was he trying to do? Because like, we kind of we've had a guess what we think Allison was trying to do. I think he was just hoping the ball goes into the air and Allison can pick it up. Mm. 
and it, and I think Alisson realised it's not making it to the penalty here. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to grab this, so I have to deal with it. Yeah, I wonder if this because Saliba did the same. Then he, he he thought it was going to roll through to Raya, and, and he never. It felt like there's a maybe it's just nerves of a big game when it even affects because those two have been the best centre halves, yeah. and usually they both deal with that. Saliba just kicks that out for a, a corner or a throw. In Van Dijk usually just deals with that. Is he's it a, let, he's is just got to, you know, survive. Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it's about, isn't yeah, it? You know, not the ball clear, pass back to your goalkeeper, whatever. Just go for a I, yeah, like, that's the thing. Just deal just, with it. You need to reset. Yeah. You're yeah. 1v1 here. And obviously Virgil will back himself. But I do think the way the game played out is the reason why he did it in my mind. Because we'd struggled for 45. We just about got on top. And now he's seeing a ball get hoofed, and he's thinking, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and get us back on the front foot. I'm gonna, you know, Martinelli's got nothing on me, and I'm just gonna put he'd some space up. between us." Fucked, that's the worst yeah. thing about it. He'd give up. He'd, he'd thought, I've got no chance here." Yeah. Yeah. Christmas Day, oh, oh, absolutely, yeah. goal. Yeah. absolutely yeah. terrible. Okay, we'll move on from that one because we've got third goal to talk about. Colin, um, did you think that Allison fucked up for the third goal? Yeah, yeah, I did. Close your legs. Um, See, I disagree. Big time on that now. Why? The first time I saw it, I thought, oh, well, you've had a stinker. I've only seen it once. I it takes, it, it's the, it takes a touch of Virgil, but there shouldn't be a ball sized hole between his legs. The deflection yeah. kills him, I think. But there shouldn't be a ball sized no, hole between his legs. Yeah. yeah, but if you look where he's diving, he's diving to where the deflection was. But there shouldn't but be a ball sized hole between his legs. Way, which is what you should expect as a goal. <laughs> no, there's no way. There's no way he can score near post. But there's just no chance. But you know what? There shouldn't be a ball sized goal. There's got to be somebody diving, isn't he, for the ball? I don't think. He's not diving, he's blocking. I don't think it's great from Ali, don't get me wrong. I hate when defenders just dangle a little leg out. Yeah, Either that. jump in and block it like Canate, where you fly in or get the fuck out of the way. Like those, those little dangly legs kill you. Joel Matip's done it a few times. Mm. Virgil's done it a few times. You either have to go in and and like I say, Canate's the best blocker I've seen. It was Stefan Onjo, that type of block. That's Ooh. a block. Get in there and absolutely fly in or get out of the way. You can't just let these little dangly legs like they, they, they kill you for fucking. He kill goalkeepers. Got no chance. Get out. So are you giving Alison a pass on that? Oh, I'm not giving not, Alison a pass on that. Jesus I think God. a pass is maybe too hard. <laughs> I don't. I think. I think he's going to save it until it takes the deflection. Eighty twenty. Caution blame. I'd say he's going. No, I'd, I'd say he's going to save it until it takes the deflection. I think it's hard lines. I think it's. Just, I think that one is hard lines. Okay. And what, what causes that one? It's fucking Ibu Kanati getting sent off. That's what causes that goal. Thank We've got Lewis Diaz and Naviari playing right wing. <laughs> like, yeah. what, right and, wing and, and his point was Thiago playing centre back. Yeah. Well, I can't even remember. Yeah, it was Thiago on his own. The back line, I'm pretty sure, went Robo Thiago. Virgil on the right, he never moves to the right. And then Louis Diaz. <laughs> yeah, because we took Gomez off to get Thiago on, which made sense. Liverpool chasing the game. And then they, a minute later, Ibu gets sent off. I was like, oh, well, now. That's. Um, that, that's a stupid sending off as well. And I don't think the referee was good yesterday, Chloe. In fact, I thought he had a, a bit of a shocker of a game. For both teams, though, I don't think it was just like uh, only Liverpool fans can sit here and say he's had a poor game. I didn't think he controlled the game particularly well. But the the second yellow, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm not sure it was a second yellow. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how he can move out the way. Kai Havertz is holding his face when no one's gone near his face. That's fair. what I can say. But also a ball's being put behind. I mean, if you're in the way, your player's going to run into you and they're going to go down. I think he could have like been cute to Chloe, though. I think if he if he, if he yeah. does the hands to the sky, oh shit, he's running. That's me. the problem, isn't it? Dan? He puts it's, it's, the face. It's, it's the hands on him. Yeah. 
Yeah, as soon as he does that, John, he's got a men- John mentioned this to us last night, didn't he? Yeah, as soon as he touches him with his hands, he's got a problem for me. If he just stands there and he happens to run into him, so be it. He's very handsy, Ebu, isn't he? Eve, yeah, very handsy. Eve, it's almost like I'm going to show you how strong I am. He doesn't need to use his hands for that. He can just use yeah. his frame for that because he's massive. Um, even the first one was a bit of um, six of one, half a dozen of the other. The first yellow for me, like they're both grappling, they're both at it. It's a foul in terms of it's a free kick to Arsenal. I'm not sure the yellow was warranted for the first one, but once you've been booked, you can't engage in anything yeah. else, can you? And listen, can I? It wasn't at the races yesterday, much like most of the Liverpool lads, to be honest with you, and he ends up walking for it. And I haven't got any huge gripe. And I, I, I struggle to sit and sort of criticise the referee. And you're right, he wasn't very good for either team. But when Liverpool have been so far off it and were very much second best, I just kind of got to sit here and say, yeah, it's right, we were, we were very good. That's what I did inside the stadium. All of these incidents are happening the other side of the stadium. None of these are in front of me. Um, and I, I, I just sat there after Ibu Kanate got red-carded, didn't moan and just thought, yeah, that sums up this performance. They yeah, that is, that is right, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't have anything to blame throughout the entire game. I've not seen a load of things back because I couldn't put myself through seeing them again and again and again and again like you can on the replays. Hmm. Uh, it'd show us on the screen exactly what happened. No, I was just like, I'm not even watching. I can't yeah, you don't, you don't, yeah, you don't feel better from no. watching it. It's no. a lack of subtlety from Ibu, really. There's, there's ways that you can block people without grabbing them like he, he is he's, he, he, get, he gets his hands on people a lot uh, and he gets you into trouble he should have got sent off against Everton remember for sort of not too dissimilar he got away with that one just put your hands up just put, oh, put, you're that big put your hands down by your side put your hands behind your back and say listen I was trying to get out his way he's running to me as soon as you put your hands towards his face you're going to get booked and that's the, the other thing in, in all of this is for me and I, I sort of said this on some of the content last night is you've had a bad day don't let it bleed into the next game and yeah. getting sent off bleeds into the next yeah, game absolutely and that's and a bit stupid and also me. the seven minutes injury yeah. time like with 10 men you're, you're, yeah. if, if it's 2-1 they are shitting themselves they are going to be back to the wall and we've got all the attackers on we've got two defenders on and it's all attacking players and we're just going to go and see if we can grab something a bit like Luton where we just get something at the death that, that was still on the cards for us it, it that killed it um, but yeah I, I was thinking like in terms of the, the, the yellow card stuff the only thing that's a gripe with the ref is that Gabriel does the exact same thing to Darwin probably worse well, and anyone on Diaz all day was doing it exactly and then Darwin got a yellow card for arguing about it yeah and I, and I feel because he was Gabriel was on a yellow at that point as well. He probably could have. He probably could have gone. It could have been. Yeah. It could have been ten versus ten for seven minutes. Um, that's where yeah, I think that's what pissed Jurgen off. But I think the second debut yellow is a yellow. I don't think the first one was. But once you're on it, you're on it. You, you know what yeah. I mean? But you've got to you've got to play the game properly, and he and he just didn't. Well, listen. Obviously, we've talked about the the big decisions in the game and all that type of stuff and the big mistakes. One of the things that I thought Chloe that was a bit nuts to me is. When you bring Darwin Nunes on and you know the impact that he's had playing on that left-hand side against Arsenal at the Emirates in recent weeks, to just see Nunes central was a bit nuts to me. No, I, I, I couldn't understand it because he's your outball and you need him running in behind. And look... That's what we didn't have all game, yeah, an exactly, outball. Exactly, um, and when... When Lewis, I, I didn't think Lewis Diaz had a bad game. I think he was the only one who really put himself about and can walk off the pitch and be like, well, I've gave it everything. But every time he had the ball at his feet, was it Ben White he was up against? Ben White just backed off and backed off and backed off. He, he didn't want to engage in it. He didn't want to get, you know, turned inside out. And I just thought, put Darwin Nunes on, do a diagonal ball, hit it in behind and just chase after it. Um, and look, we didn't do it. We put him central. He couldn't get the ball. I, I'd be surprised how many touches he had because I, I didn't see anything. Um, and you felt like 
he wasn't in the game, but it wasn't his fault. There was no one... He couldn't hold the ball up and turn and bring other players in because we weren't good enough for that. Um, and you did just need to say, lads, it's a ball in behind. You've got you've brought Thiago on, now you do it. You're, you're the wizard in midfield. we got McAllister there who can do it. Um, and that was why you mentioned earlier how mad is it that Trent and Nunes didn't play mm. because Trent's the one with those diagonal balls that I just thought as soon as I saw Darwin Nunes start on up I thought to myself get him on the left diagonal ball from Trent and then when Trent went off I thought could you have who else, is, five, who else is playing those balls because we didn't see anything from Van Dijk in terms no. of diagonals we couldn't get it in behind Arsenal at all no. in fact Arsenal were the one transitioning and quickly and breaking on us yeah. it's the first time all season I've not seen I've seen us not be able to do it to somebody Steve yeah. and yet for all of that there was and all of the Van Dyke and the Allison talk, there was one thing that pissed Dan off more oh, um, than any of it, and it was Darwin Nunes. The shot? The shot. It killed me. Yeah, it wasn't great. It's killed yeah, me. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> he, just, he gets in and he just fires it. He could cross in, he just fires into the stands. He oh, made it off a yard. He'd done the yard bit. If he'd, if he'd passed it first time, Javier, it's free as a bird. He didn't even need to pass it. I said this last Well, yeah, across the box. Yeah, literally fizzed that across the six-yard yeah. box. Fired him off. I watched him go. He was fuming yesterday. Could, listen, yesterday was shambolic. Yeah, Pretty yeah. much from start to finish. But that killed me because yeah, that across the box it hits anyone I reference the Joe Matterbone goal at, at Spurs mm-hmm. someone dangles a leg it flies Jota's in, in front of his Jota, man Jota's there or thereabouts Harvey Elliott's there you've got like a two and a half foot squared option of shooting that's the only place you yeah. can score the angle's impossible what are you doing yeah it, was, it wasn't great that yeah, was. It, was, it was poor but it, what's weird but again I, I feel like I'm digging Jürgen Klopp out here and I'm not but like, I don't get why you put Nunes against their best players their best players their are, strength is their best pl- and, the, and the fella in front of them, he's brilliant. Off the, that, that little triangle of Gabriel Saliba, Rice, is fantastic. It's why Arsenal are where they are in the league. It's brilliant. Three absolutely fantastic players. And the fullbacks aren't that good. Kivio isn't great. You come on at our time, so come and have a go with him. Even if you go, have a, go get Diaz against him and Keita Darwin, go and have half an hour you know, running up Ben White and you'll and you, you beat him a couple of times. But Darwin just he had two behind him and Declan Rice sitting in front of him on Liverpool, and he, you could tell that's probably why he takes. He's probably frustrated. He's starved of the ball. It was. It was. Uh, yeah. It was. It was really strange. Like none. Of... I didn't like his reaction with Gabriel as well. You know. Did anyone? Did you like that? The fucking laughing and, about it. and stuff. And, and I didn't I like that. Didn't that. My mood, I didn't like that at all. Mate. <laughs> yeah, he, Gabby, I was, like, I was too yeah. busy ducking from the ball. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was bizarre. Like it just nothing quite made sense in terms of how we were trying. What we were trying to do. It like. The people in the wrong place. It's a bit like square peg round holes type of stuff. It's like it was an off day for everyone, wasn't it? Yeah, the yeah, yeah, man, it's, 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 yeah. Everyone had a, had a bit of a stink. Luke chose anyone I can say who, who I thought. Him and McAllister. Him and What I would say again, and it's no one's fault. But like God bless Conor, uh, Conor Bradley, but I wonder if he was in line. If he was in line to start that one because he didn't look fit either. No. Really, Trent didn't look. And, well, and Canate looked tired at times. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and it, I mean, there's no there's no joy chasing Martinelli back, but Conor Bradley. Would be game. I, I mean, oh God bless you. Listen, I hope he's all right, and, and obviously we're going through with his dad. But like, and it's some things are bigger than footy. But I, I, I half wonder if Liverpool's plans in training all week have been for Conor Bradley to play, yeah. um, and that's why Gomez is doing the invert because yeah. we've been training with him for a few days, and it was meant to be Bradley, but Trent's had to come in, and we can only give him an hour. Imagine if it was Bradley for an hour, and then Trent coming on for half an hour. That might have been the plan. And then you do bring Trent and, and Darwin on together. Obviously, circumstances dictate that that wasn't the case. And it's a shame, really, because for him as well, obviously, bless him, like, bigger, more important things than footy. But, like, he, he was half in the shirt, you know what I mean, bless him. Um, 
So I hope if he's all right, as and when he is, whenever that is, the second he's available, I'd love him to start again and say, listen, have another go at it because you deserve it. Because yeah. I think Liverpool really... We missed him. We, 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 yeah, we, we, that right-hand side was better. Yeah, it was better with that way. When, when Jota was playing and not Salah, yeah. with Conor Bradley there. Yeah. 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 yeah, because that right-hand side have never played a game before together and they did it against Arsenal away at the Emirates to start it. Not the place to be doing that. Um, and it was, it was mad because people on the, the concourses were going... Had to love Connor Bradley, yeah. forcing Martinelli back the other mm. way. You, I mean, the cross he dug out for Dom's goal the other day is silly. Like, I don't get how he's wrapped his foot around it enough to put it pinpoint on his head. Um, and yeah, we we missed him. And look, of course he missed the game. And no one get like take as much time as you need. It's absolutely fine. But how good it should feel for him for us all to be sitting here and saying we missed Connor Bradley. We yeah, missed we did, Connor we Bradley. Did. We said, look knackered, you know. And you know what, what was mad? Robertson looked goose when he came on. Yeah. He, he only played yeah. half an hour and he looked knackered. Like, he, mm. both of them are lacking match fitness. Um, I'm not sure why we needed to... Uh, I'm guessing, again, if Conor Bradley was fit, Liverpool would have... Gomez would have played the whole game at left-back. I think the only reason Gomez switches to right-back is because they don't think Trent can do the full game. Yeah. So circumstance kind of dictates that they've got to do it, but... Yeah, bedding players back into fitness away at the end, but it is never no, ideal. But yeah, you, yeah, you have to to run a season like we're yeah. doing. You know, challenging for competition. No, I think you can rotate, yeah. but not not. You would never want someone's first. But game I go back, back to, to I the, go back to the yeah. point, Steve, and I think it stands is that it's worked all season long. Dropping someone's first game. No, no, just the way he's managed this squad yeah, has worked yeah, all season long. So it feels like well, it, it feels like hindsight that we're doing this with hindsight and, and obviously we will do because we've lost the game but going into this everything he's done has kind of worked he's had the mind touch he's made the changes I don't, but I don't, think, he want, I don't think he wants it. that's what I'm saying I, I think if Conor Bradley was available do you think, I think he I would think start he would as well, that's, 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 that's kind of the point he couldn't no no yeah, I'm not, <laughs> that's, that's also a point no, yeah, but that's <laughs> he wasn't kind of, there that's kind of what I'm saying is that it looked like Trent wasn't ready to play but he had to play that's, that, that's my point here is that that, that affected Trent him Trent was definitely more ready than Robbo that yeah. was the point, isn't it? They, they, they it was the lesser of two evils, yeah. yeah. Ideally, you you wouldn't have had to play both of them. Both of them aren't quite there yet. So, I I do think like Liverpool, they were crap. Don't get me wrong, they were crap. But also, they've been awful lucky there. So obviously, I was in the team on Friday. He was training, and he's not. You know, it's just like it felt like there was, and that's and that's when you've got no shallow when you've got no. There's end, one no, that would. It's the, one too. Yeah, many, yeah, yeah, exactly. The straw that breaks the camel's back might just be that last little one because. If it's Samar's Lyon or Bradley, if one of those two is available, it, 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 but again, if but some maybes, the fact is, too many of them underperformed on the on the night, and, and, and we could have got something out of it, but it would, we'd have been sat here going bloody hell. Well, that's it, away, isn't it? And, it? and it has blown the title race wide open, and that's the conversation that we're going to go to next. But we're going to have a dead short break before we do that. Every single month for our legend subscribers on RedmenPlus.com, we have an incredible prize draw. Great prizes to be won. This month's is no exception. It is a signed 08 09 away shirt signed by none other than Mr. Daniel Agger. Yes, Danny Agger signed shirts. You just need to sign up at RedmenPlus.com as a legend subscriber and you will be in with a chance to win this incredible prize. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. 
so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, yeah, welcome back. Thank you very much for joining us for this one. We're going to talk about the title race now. Obviously, Arsenal's 3-1 victory over Liverpool has brought them well back into it, unfortunately, Chloe. But City have a massive game tonight against Brentford. Could it be the Eve Antony show or? No, mm-hmm. no, it can't. Um, I'd did, love it too big. They beat them home and away last season. Just put that out there. Yeah, yeah, they did. But Brentford are crap. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm sorry. Did they beat, did they beat Brentford? Did they beat City though? They did. Um, and look, go and do it again. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'd absolutely adore if you did. Uh, I will be a Brentford fan tonight for two hours. Um, but also, am I going to put myself through that? No, I'm probably not. I think... You absolutely are. I was a lie. You, are, you yeah. are going to sit and watch every second. You're going to watch Monday Night Football from six o'clock. And then you're no, you're doing <laughs> Liverpool Arsenal for the first bit. We'll be watching no, that. Stop doing that. Yeah, I, I will do it. Um, but this is the thing. Yesterday, before kick-off, I was thinking to myself, if we somehow get out of here with three points, that sends a message to City because it's Arsenal away, the, the biggest game of the season because City's at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just feel like at least you can have an impact as a fan on that game. Um, if we came out with something from this game and they've got to travel away to Brentford, but seeing yesterday's result, Arsenal are, are made up, and rightfully so, but City are going to be absolutely made up more than Arsenal potentially Yeah. Uh, it puts them back in the driver's seat. So, yeah, look, I'd love them to drop points. Do I see it happening? Absolutely not. Am I going to put myself through the pain of them winning 4-0 and being 4-0 up and around 32 minutes in? Yeah, yeah, I am. You are absolutely <laughs> going to do it, aren't yeah. you? There's absolutely no chance I do. I'll wait for WhatsApp to tell me whether it's worth turning on, Dan, or not. the loop. <laughs> well, that's it, isn't it? WhatsApp goes mental if something happens yeah. against Manchester City. And I'll, I'll look at my WhatsApp, I'll check my FOTMOB or my SofaScore app, I'll see where I am, and with about 15 to go, if they're still winning I'll turn it on and then the equalizer and then the equalizer I'll turn it off like I'm with the rest of the evening again and hope for it, hope for it to improve Masters of the Air is what I'm watching at the moment it's it's fantastic you know what brilliant enjoy me absolutely brilliant I'm looking at the, I had a little I don't know I had a little look at the fixtures earlier like City's run where they might drop points probably comes a bit later on they've still got to go to Tottenham where they uh, they don't particularly play well against Tottenham. They've got they've got Everton at the weekend. They have seven now. Oh. Twelve thirty. Everton's annual roll over and get tickled by Man City. Um, 
they've got a, the, the derby, which again, United have actually had a little bit of success against them in recent years, but not their no, capital. But, no, no. but listen, at some point, someone's going to have to do us a favour. We have to beat them at home, is the main thing. Um, yeah, because it's in both of our hands at the moment, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. The title. Yeah. I, I will say this, and this might come back and absolutely kill me. It could be oh, no. chopped up to death on a podcast. Oh, no. I still think it's only us and City who can win the league. I still don't think Arsenal can win the league. I don't think they're good enough. There's nothing I see. There's nothing I saw yesterday that made me think they're going to be better than us. We were crap, like absolute crap on a stick, poked on fire <laughs> in a bin, covered in more, crap. covered in more crap, vomited on, <laughs> and they still needed that goalie and defenders to run into each other. I just don't think they, I just don't think they're that good. Um, I think that I, no, I think that I think they match up better against us than City match up against us. I think we've got more of a chance of winning a game against City than Arsenal. Yeah, okay. I think our our weakness plays into their strength with Arsenal, and yeah. our strength plays. Oh, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I still. I mean, I think, listen, I still think they're the third best team. They might, they might win, of course, they might because they've they got the point on the board and they could go and do it. I think they're too emotionally in it, and again, and sometimes that I think that's a problem for them. Um, I still think well, it's alright because they've got a really level-headed manager who keeps his feet on the ground. I think if you finish with Manchester City, if we finish with Man City, I think we'll win the league. I don't, and I think Arsenal will come third. Is what I've seen from it. The issue is City are the kings of this. They, this is the point where they go when they press that button and they can just win ten on the spin. Um, so can Liverpool. Don't get me wrong. So can us. So can we. Rather, um, we'll see how it all pans out. But they're, they're, that's the main fit. You're right. If you're the last Man City, what do you want to happen? Yes, they do. A draw, they either love the draw or Arsenal win. The last thing they needed was was Liverpool getting that win because they, they, the, the game's in hands, even with they won them both, they're still win behind us. But yeah, it has. I've always thought, I, ju- I just wish one one time, just not, not have to be City. Can, just get me in a title race against Arsenal and I'll mm. back us to the yield. They're back again, these bastards. Like they, I thought we, we, were, we nearly got rid of them. And then, and then you turn around and there's the rearview mirror and there's the peg and after he's again and there they are now. And then... That, they're just looking ominous, Chloe, aren't they, really? That's, that's what it is. Yeah. Harlan's back, the Bruins back. But they haven't really got any injuries, have they, now? No, they haven't. They've got the best DM in the world for me and, and Rodri. Um, there's just, there's there's no gaps. Like, we can talk about how people think that they've been defensively not the best, but trust me, when it gets to this time of the year, they just kick into game, they just go. And you said there, Liverpool can go on that run. I don't know whether Liverpool can. The old Liverpool, who used to come up against that city side yeah but this team I'm, I'm not too sure can go 10 wins on the bounce without dropping the point here or there City can it's the majority of the same squad over and over again uh, they've got goals they've got Kevin De Bruyne back which is all we needed um, and it, you know what it started when Salah got injured and the next day they announced that Erlen Haaland was back to being great the week prior to that they were losing to Newcastle and get a, a last minute winner and it's like yeah we're going to have to do this it's, it's every mentioned. week it's, it's might be worth mentioning oh that quick like they still needed them last minute. It, it's early doors. Yeah. It's early doors to be needing last I'd minute winners. Win a game last minute though. No, I get it. I, un- I know I get it. I understand. The momentum it gives you, the feeling. Like it how gives many you. times can you keep doing yeah, that? The, 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 point, yeah. the, the, we're basing what we think they could do on si- on City of last years, not this season's Manchester yeah. City. There is a difference there um, in that. But the, the, obviously, the the, the Bruyne thing's massive. Even more so, probably the hard. So I think he's, he's he's so good, but like. They're not, they're not, no one's unbeaten. That's the problem. It, it, listen, if, if City go right and win 20 games, 18 games, then it's fair fuck. Like but if I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit with Chloe on this, I think. Like, if Liverpool go unbeaten, Liverpool can go unbeaten for 10 or 15. But yeah. they'll draw. But there's the three ball. or four draws in yeah. there. Yeah. Mm. That's the difference with City. 
They're just going to go three points, three points, three points, three points, three points, three points, where's everyone else? And that's the scary thing. You, and you are right, you, you are basing it off last season, but of course... You're basing off previous years yeah, and what yeah. the old and done a lot and of the same players. players who have they stuff. added? Who's who's changed in that team? Where, the where is it? John is the big one. So, yeah. But they just get Rodri to step up apparently now I get it you get other players to yeah. step Bernardo Silva has done my head I thought have... he was off to Barcelona at one point I, I was made it. up it, it's he's annoying. back he's doing great you were always going to have to beat these though they were never going away when they come back from Christmas and they're still in touch and this that's is, that the was thing. the point because yeah. we could have gone like 10 points clear or 12 points clear or something ridiculous around Christmas and all of a sudden they can go ahead with their game in hand it's mental and that's just what City do it's not surprising it's still annoying but it's not surprising do you um, think it's big though Chloe that usually second half of the season we've got to go to the Etihad that's usually what, that's what it's, 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 always, it's always felt like that like we've had to go to the Etihad yeah. late yeah. Like they've got to come to Anfield later on yeah. I wonder how that impacts things because that's a big that's it's a massive. big difference in there that they if they come to Anfield and we have to win you'd give us half a chance because their record at Anfield is poor that, that's the only thing I'm clinging on to a little bit there is that I listen Liverpool lost one game all season they went from September till February without losing again yeah. yes they had a couple of draws in there but I mean bloody hell you know what I mean like it's, it's some going so mm-hmm. they, I think they, they are more than capable of doing it again um, but you are right is that the, the buffer's gone hasn't it you've, you yeah. buffer there's no shame in losing at Arsenal. Like City lost at Arsenal, the buffers got, but you've but your buffers gone. So every week now, there's you, you, not only are you looking at yourself, you're looking at them. And for a while, we're looking at Arsenal as well. You know what I would like to know is how many games against the top six we each have because I think we've we have been Villa, haven't we? horrific against the top six. Oh, well, record isn't great, but I think City have only got one win as well in the top six. So it's it's one of them for me. It's a bit of a misnomer, really. But you just said it there, Steve. You should be allowed to lose yeah, games of football. I say this week in week out. It feels like on a podcast, but because of what Liverpool and Manchester City have done in recent years, Liverpool have had the other off season in the that of course it's become now an impossible or almost it's the end of the world if you don't pick up three points let alone just a draw because the reason I think it will be Liverpool City in terms of to the death of all this because we're course and distance at it both of us and you're right the personnel's changed in terms of inside the squad a little bit but the manager's been there he's done it they know how to guide a team through this and Klopp and Pep Guardiola pass masters at it of course but in terms of sort of Liverpool right now if you came down if you never watched a game of footy before this season especially and seen that yesterday you wouldn't have Liverpool as even being <coughs> close to being mm. in the title mm. would you so you can't sort of write us off based on one performance I still think we're in the it. I still think City will drop points I haven't seen anything from City yet to suggest that they are going to do some crazy 15, 16, 17 game winning streak listen they could do of course they could have done it before but I still think it feels like they've down. done it every year yeah, yeah it does <laughs> that's the problem I, yeah, it does. And of course, I think and they again, have they could do, yeah, but I still think this is going down to the wire. And nobody, again, no, it's all about sort of perspective and context. Nobody coming into the season thought we were going to win the league, let alone at a canter. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be gruelling. We're going to have to keep an eye on Manchester City, but we're in it. We're there or thereabouts. And that's pretty much all we could have asked for. And it can only really get better in terms of you'd hope with the players coming back for us. Yeah. And that's, that's why Liverpool are in this thing. It's why I think Arsenal are in this thing. It's why I think City are in this thing. I think all three are good enough to go the distance or be there or thereabouts. If I had to place an order, you know, I'm looking at City probably as the favourites right now, yeah. and I think that's fair. I'm looking at City, Liverpool's maybe finishing second, and I'm looking at Arsenal's finishing third because of what Klopp has done in the past, <coughs> because of what he's been able to get with this side, and okay. that they're, they're, that's my order. But I think it could go out anyway. I do think yeah. it could go. I do anyway. wonder if it half suits us if Arsenal stick around as long as they can. Because, 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 because yeah, yeah, just because yeah. they play City again. 
Like, it just... just Do we know if it's up by? It's at... Um, it, it's at the Emirates. No, sorry, it's at the Etihad. Okay. It's, it's, uh, Arsenal beat them at yeah. home. So they've got to go there. They've got to play... T- or the best... I always think sometimes it might do us a favour them if, if they stay on it. Just because, it, again, it, you know, it, it's relentless when it's just the two years. Like, mm-hmm. someone has to put a bit of pressure on them as well. So not only do they have to worry about betting Liverpool, they've also got to worry about fending off Arsenal because they, they, you've got... It's 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 just tiring. There's no run the Jürgen's knackered. Mm. Like honestly, God, it's this again, and we're all gonna go through it again, and we're gonna get to that last game of the season again, and we're gonna need to have to get a win. And we we know exactly how this is gonna go. Liverpool were never gonna just piss this league. It was never exactly. gonna be like the one that when we won it last time was. The City are too good. They've got too much money. They've got too many good players, and they've got the, one of the greatest managers of all time. It was never gonna be easy. If you're gonna win this title, you are gonna have to earn every single part of it, and that's what that's where we're at. Like. Nothing's changed. Yeah, and I think, Chloe, for me, like you know, there's lads in this squad, this is their best chance of winning a league title, I think. Yeah, it is. Because Jürgen Klopp's yeah. in charge this season. Yeah. So if you're going to put everything into a season, this is the season to do it, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And look, I'm one of those people who haven't gone too mental uh, about the Arsenal game. It was a really crap game of football, but you've just got to box it and move on. You know, that is a one-off game. It's the second loss of the season um, in terms of the league, but the other one, there was many things that went on in that game that I could concentrate on more. This was Liverpool just didn't show up at all and we didn't get anything out of the game move on from it and you've got to go back because I said before the game if we turn up like we did against Chelsea I don't think there's many that can compete with us City's probably the only one there who I genuinely think if on that day we played that same way that they could keep up with this Liverpool side Um, and you've just got to forget it you've got to move past and like Virgil said he, he'll move past from this he'll get better Alisson needs to forget about it every single player does because at the end of the day it's you're still top of the table for now mm-hmm. and you've still got a chance and you play Manchester City again who are in my eyes the favourites so you still have all the opportunities there and that's what Jürgen will be saying take this as an opportunity you know to go and grab the headlines again hopefully with more players coming back what's hard to end though by the way is coming back mm-hmm. it was massive in the period where we didn't have Alexis McAllister might mean that Alexis McAllister you can see a bit further up the pitch who knows but there's just so yeah, many it's more it's out for any length of time exactly. McAllister <laughs> could play there um, Trent could play there if Bradley comes back exactly. in there's still options so there's still... Salah, Salah doesn't look like he's far away either, no. does he? no. so there still is a lot of positives and, and you can just put it to it just, just be barely, absolute off day just be barely yeah. next weekend which just again, keep going and then, and then go again. Just be yeah, barely. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool reacted so well to that Tottenham game. They, they, they could have that could have sunk anybody. Yeah. You look at Arsenal. They got beat by West Ham, and then they sunk the next week. They got beat by Fulham, Fulham yeah. straight away. Bang bang, because their heads, their heads are gone, and then it took them a little while to get regroup. This Liverpool team are so mentally tough, so mentally resilient. You'd expect them to react well. Like if I'm barely, I'm thinking the Liverpool really dropped lose two games in a row. Like I don't know. Like are, are they on for a backlash? That's what you can do because all we can do is concentrate on us. City. Yes, we're going to need a favour, but it's good the fact that we might not need a favour. Like, if we do our job, we don't need a favour. Yeah. We have to... Just, but, and it's at Anfield, I think that's huge. Yeah. I think it was, if it was at the Etihad, where our record is appalling, you'd be yeah. thinking, oh, bloody hell. We've got, Arsenal we've, would be we've, absolutely made up, I think. Yeah, 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 we've got to go there and get something. So, it's it's so far away, Chris. Like, well, it's like 22 games. It's it's 16 more of this. Like, it's that, oh, my God. It's, 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 but they, they all matter, don't they? Every single point's going to matter between now and the end of the season. Um, squad news then. Uh, Sobersly looks like it was a hamstring, I think, in the end. He said, he said he felt the same issue that he had, so he didn't want to take a risk on him. So hopefully it was just 
Of course, he's, he's got a fatigue last time, wasn't yeah, it? As opposed he, to an injury, yeah, he's so got a, he's got a week and then another. It's a week to Burnley, then a midweek against Luton, isn't it? Yeah. Then the cup final against Chelsea. No, there's, a, there's a Brentford game first. Stop it now! I was about to say, yeah, that's, that's oh, have I missed the week. Have it's I? Burnley Brentford, and then a week then Brentford. Ah, yeah. yeah sorry. So if, if, if he, you'd, you'd hope that he could be playing at home without him. So if he can, if he's got his eyes on that Brentford game, for, which is at half half twelve kick off again, then maybe, and then maybe Salah for that one as well. Do you think? I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Salah played against Burnley. Would you looking at, at what he's like? Like he's, he's Endo will be back in for Burnley in the squad yeah. certainly. Yeah. He's training today, wasn't he? Yeah. Endo. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he'll be back. We'll see where young Conor Bradley's at. Conor Bradley, whatever, yeah, however long he needs. Of course, Thiago, obviously back in the squad now. If those feel like... Not play defence, that would be great. Yeah, that don't, makes probably don't want him to be no. centre-back going uh, forwards. No. Can I just say... There is a Kwanzaa question for the weekend. Well, he'll play. That's yeah. exactly what that's definitely well, what I'm Unless yeah. it's uh, Gomez. No, it'll be Kwanzaa. <laughs> but can we, can, we, can we ask Thiago not... To do that pass that he tried. Oh my god! No way, just look. That, that one, no stop, way. Just stop doing it. Honestly, mate, just stop that. Like you're back. You've been back at literally five minutes. Like, but he wouldn't be Tiago without it. Ease yourself in, mate. He could rip Burnley apart. Like that's how good he is if he plays and gets gets some minutes. So you are right. The squad looks fresher now um, than than it's ever looked. Really, once once Salah's back, everyone else is with their own boss. We'll see. gets some force break. Looked like he needed it. Mm. Yeah. Well, Quanta played against Burnley. In the league anyway, and that was a, a manager's decision. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have been shocked if he'd have done that anyway. Because after that, then it's going to be Brentford, Luton Cook. final. So yeah. this is probably the time where Canati probably needed a little, a little break anyway. But it's, yeah, it's, is uh, there any other side do you think that obviously Villa seems to be back now? You know, score five goals at the weekend. Is anyone looking at them, or is it very much just the three, or is anyone thinking it is just two teams that can win this league? That's I only think true. two can. If, if I had to put my house on it, I'd do the order you said that would be in terms of my favourite. I've there's nothing I've seen there that makes me think they can win it or will will win it. I think they've got the, the talent. They they need somebody soon, and maybe maybe it starts because you always say, don't you? As a striker, you just need that one to bounce in off you. Maybe Martinelli now goes on a run, and he and he gets him get his shooting boots on and scores. Saka does the same because they've both got them, but he went off injured, didn't he? So we'll see how he is. But I still think it's the worst city you're gonna do is second. And I think the worst Liverpool are going to do is second. What about you, Clown? Um, I, th- I mean, I always... Do you think Arsenal can win the league? I, I think Arsenal yeah. win the league. I think they can win the league. Do you? No. You don't? I don't. See? I don't. Good side. And I think I agree with what you said before. I think they'll kryptonite a little bit. But I also think that they've got what they did at Christmas time in them again. Yeah. Between mm. now and the end of the season, I don't think they can afford that. A loss, an unexpected loss, followed by another one. And that kills them. Did it last year? Exactly the same. The the thing is, is I, I just think City are the outright favourites. I think Liverpool yeah. can do something special and I really do hope they do. But um, the season we won the league, I wouldn't let myself believe we'd won the league until Manchester United. And we'd won the league before Manchester United. But just because you don't want to get your hopes up personally, I try and put it out of my mind as soon as possible. Um Arsenal are a really good side and you just they needed a win like that so yeah. who knows how they, they're going to bounce back would it surprise me would, if you, they, if would, you be, would you be shocked if West Ham got on no not in the slightest West Ham were horrific against United the other day that is the thing with Arsenal is I don't like this season I don't really think the Dross can touch us I think we're very good at beating yeah. the Dross our problem is actually the other end of the yeah. table at the moment Whereas Arsenal, I still feel have us from four or five years ago, where big games. the big the, the big games they're turning up, but the bottom ones they're just struggling yeah. to get the wins. 
and that that that's difficult to get over, and that's why I had them third. But th- all that being said, I do actually still think they can win the league. Yeah, I do because I, I think they are just <coughs> defensively really strong, good from set pieces. They do have playmakers, not as many as us and City. Mm. Everything needs to go right for them to win the league. I think everything needs to go right for us to win the league at this point as well. City, I don't feel like that. I don't feel like everything needs to go right for mm. City. Does unfortunately. He- Two weeks ago, I wasn't looking at Arsenal scores, uh, and now if I I will still be looking at Manchester City scores, like that is the like that is how you can tell who I think the favourite. It's PTSD, isn't it? Because (laughs) what's coming? Like we're we're here again. I'm supremely confident, you know. Like, listen, yesterday was horrendous. No, I am. I am supremely confident. I just am, and. <laughs> it might be misplaced, might be misguided, might be complete headstrong bias. I'm not quite sure. But yesterday was horrific. And I said earlier on, if you'd never watched a game of footy this season, you would not have us as title contenders based on that 90 odd minutes. We were terrible. But I still think it's we can win this. I, I absolutely still think, still think we can. Yeah, of course we can. Yeah. We're, not, we're not out of the league because of yesterday's performance. No. Yeah. But a lot of people would have us as that. People We've got like, a chance of winning this league because of all the other performances. Yeah. And because of how good we are and you how strong the squad is. And the fact that Man City, I'm not quite sure they're bulletproof anymore. You don't cetera, lose a league by losing points away at the Emirates. That's not what costs you a league. Well, see, if, if, unless Arsenal win it, whoever wins the title yeah. is good. I've lost that. the Arsenal. I've lost, yeah. lost the um, Yeah. Well, I, I, I still believe in the squad. I'm still excited for the rest of the season. That's the hardest game out the way. If you for throw me. it in, yeah. but losing in the Emirates. In February, if you throw a towel and then you're not champion material, you, yeah. didn't, you don't deserve it. It's, like, it's the worst performance of the season, and we can call it that, but it doesn't define our season. Well, it, it, that's, yeah. the outlier. that's the point. That's the out, that is the outlier. We haven't been that bad. We've been poor in certain games, like Luton, we were terrible. But we managed to get a point. There's been other games where and we I'd much rather well. have that performance now than in a month's time. Yeah, could have come at a good time. time. Could have come at a good time. I agree. Yeah, because you look at what Virgil and Dyke was saying in, on the back of it. You know, if it's gonna sort of, we have got the Klopp news sort of to inspire us, and then that yesterday, a bit of an eye opener, a bit of a wake up call if it was needed. It was mad. What's most sort of mental about yeah yesterday and just how bad it was is the fact that it was in such stark contrast to what we've seen in midweek. Yeah. Our best performance of the season three days prior to that. That's what's mental. Maybe that took too much out of the legs. I'm not quite sure. Because there's Klopp been a lot said, of games as well. Well, that's it. I think Klopp referenced the fact that at the end of the Chelsea game they did look a bit done in in the mm. dressing room because it took so much out of them so maybe that had a knock on effect I'm not quite sure but that's what was so eye opening to me just how different the performance levels were okay so based um, on what we've been talking about uh, I've given you my top three what I think is most likely to happen I'm going to ask for everybody else's start with Chloe think or start with Steve think Think. Are you going to be a shit house? no I think we're going to win the league we think we're going to win the league he said it Liverpool City Arsenal City, Liverpool, Arsenal. Liverpool, City, Arsenal. Last day, Bonanza. So, my brain is telling me that it's City, Liverpool, Arsenal. My heart. My heart is telling me Liverpool by nine points. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Villa seconds. And Haaland moves to Real Madrid at the end of the season to link up with Mbappe and Jude Bellingham and no one ever wins another European Cup. Mm. Yeah. That's on my heart, though. Yeah. That's my fears. (laughs) Lots of fears around Haaland going, but... 
Yeah, I think that's it. Um, we're going to go and do the biased football podcast now over on redmenplus.com. Um, we've got no codes, so just go over there, sign up, pay full price. We can do loads and loads of incredible content each and every single week, and we are ramping it up to the Carabao Cup final soon on Redmen Plus. We've got some incredible content lined up. Redmenplus.com, join from as little as six ninety nine a month. Uh, thank you to Steve, thank you to Chloe, thank you to Dan for this one. We'll do the biased football podcast next. 